Hey, PYHT listeners, Cameron here. And just a reminder that Rhea and I will be at the Sacramento Punchline this weekend, March 19th through 21st. And we hope to see you there. I will also be in Iowa City on April 1st. So come to that. All information is at CameronEsposito.com slash shows. See you guys on the road. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming out to me and see me. Put your hands together. Put your Happy St. Patrick's Day. Put your hands together. Can you tell me something? Please put your hands together for your home. Cameron has your feet Another great intro out of you. Let's hear for Ryan, you guys. He's been kicking it up a notch. That was like, that was like a 90s Nickelodeon level intro. Like very guts, you know? Did you guys feel like that was very guts? Super good. Hey, uh, there's a bunch of comics in back and they can hear you. Let's hear for those comics. They'll be on the show. Thank you guys so much for coming out. To put your hands together. I, of course, have a co-host on the show. That's Rhea Butcher. Let's hear for Rhea. She's going to come out right now. Oh, hi. Great. That's me. Hey. Hey. How, how, was, uh, how was the last couple minutes back there? It was pretty good. Yeah. Very lonely. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you got to hear I'm my voice. I'm here now. I did. Beautiful. And Ryan's uh, Mike O'Malley voice. Up in the he does have a Mike O'Malley voice. God, these That's a guts, reference. guts references are being <laughs> lost on these idiots. What were you, born in 93? In Probably. this scenario, Actually, you are the probably. idiots. <laughs> so, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day. It is. Is that relevant to you? What, in what way? I don't know. I'm not drunk right now, if that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... Uh, get. Well, also, as you know... Oh, something we should say. We are uh, we're both hilarious stand-up comics... Lesbians, obviously, haircuts. Also, yeah. fiancés of each other. We're fiancés of each other. I am the fiancé of her. She is a fiancé of me. Yes, and it's I say that because again. we're going to talk about our lives like with this very intimate knowledge and then like that we share a house and stuff, and it's going to be weird if you don't know that we're fiancés because then it'll be like this strange misconception about comics, like that we all live together it'll and have met weird. each other's families. I don't know any of my friends' families. Nope. Yeah. None of them. They're all orphans, I think. <laughs> but I know Rhea's family because that's my family. Yeah. yeah. And we're I know sisters. Did I forget to say that? I don't mean like my family. I just mean, well, we are sisters, though. It's not gross because we don't have real sex. Just it kidding. Is- our sex is super real up top. Um, <laughs> it's super real. And I mean, I mean it's real. more real. Yeah. Plus, there's ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> And did you notice the finger motion? What are the ghosts doing? They're not even... They, don't, they haven't even... It would seem like they would have to at See, least... In, in my mind, I didn't think ghost fingers. I thought, like, ghost fringes. Pottery? Oh, you know, no, like, what? No. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, Penny? No? Yeah, no, not that. Patrick Swayze. Thinking. He's like, I'm a thing. No, yeah. not Patrick Swayze. And then the... Yeah. No, <laughs> Tony Goldwyn, he's like, yeah. he's like, you know, gargoyle, spooky. Yes. Okay, um, yeah. no, that's the that. plot of the movie Ghost. I've just reenacted it. 
So anyway, I was just thinking of their little uh, ghost fringes, you know, because some ghosts. Have oh fringes yeah, ghosts at the bottom. always have like a real fringes. loose bottom. That's yeah, right. <laughs> loose bottom. <laughs> I always say tighten it up with a little sphincter exercise, ghosts. <laughs> That's not what I meant by that. What I mean is they're always so drapey down there. Yeah, they're real drapey, yeah. so I was thinking they were putting their drapes together. Yeah. <laughs> Interlacing the bottoms of yeah. two Pac-Men ghosts yeah, is exactly. how ghosts have sex. Precisely. That that's is a, what I'm telling you. That's cool. I like that. That's, the, that's my new... Yeah. Whenever, I, whenever anybody asks if lesbian scissor from now on, I'll just say, no, but no. do you know what this means? <laughs> I can tell you how ghosts make love. Yeah, exactly. It's like this. Cherries, cherries, cherries. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so, St. Patrick's. Well, I'm just asking because I am, as you know, I'm Italian. Right, yes. And, Which um, is like the opposite of Irish, right? Well, according to my family, yeah. like my, I was not allowed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day as a child. Uh, all of my, I went to like a, I mean, I'm from a very, there's a lot of Irish people where I'm from, and they would like, all the kids, even then, every, every other person got to wear like green to school, but my parents would be like, nope, and take this pasta for lunch. And then, <laughs> did you wear red? Two days after, on St. Joseph's Day, gonna... which is our holiday, sure. which is on March 19th, I would have to go to school dressed in like red touches, just like, it, this is our saint. Uh, and just, <laughs> so it was like a million Luigis and then one little Mario yeah. three days later. That's very funny. Nice job. Thank you. <laughs> So then, um, I guess I don't. I mean, I, I lived in Boston for a long time. Sure. And Boston. Pretty has, Irish over there, right? Well, I mean, I'm from Chicago, so they. The, Chicago is recklessly celebratory of St. Patrick's uh, yeah, Day. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they die. Ruin the, the river. River <laughs> that runs through the city green. For, as green as your shirt. They dye it, they dry it on 100%. Do you guys know this? Clap if you know this. I don't know how, I don't know how wide this knowledge is. And it's supposed to like not be bad for the environment. Right. I can't imagine <laughs> But that I've it's bad. read a book. You know, I sure. live in the world. I'm yeah. pretty sure you can't just like make a river look like that exit yeah. sign. Yeah, and be like, no, be like, this is positive. No, it's There's, good. The fish are going to want this. We use broccoli. <laughs> it's broccoli. Yeah, it's all that broccoli. It's done. broccoli. It's all the broccoli you don't eat. Flush fishy broccoli, as you know. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, obviously a terrible thing. That broccoli doing. fish. Yeah. The old broccoli fish. That is one thing Chicago does not have in abundance. Broccoli, broccoli fish. Broccoli fish, yeah. yeah. You can tell by the bodies of the people. I just mean they ate sausage is my point. Yeah. Um, I miss it. I miss the hearty Midwestern look. You with your you with your teeny arms and your low drapey tank tops. Pull them up! Crank Such it up. low arm holes. Yeah, yeah, crank it up. I wanna put like Get one of the those... crank on the back of your tank top and crank it up. Patio umbrella cranks yep. on people's clothing and just be like, wow, 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 that is better. Alright. Oh, you're wearing it now. That's such a hilarious insult. It also to say looks to like... somebody on the street. Crank it up! <laughs> Think, I don't, don't know if that woman insulted me or if that was positive. Yeah, I am cranking it up. <laughs> Jason Statham over here cranking it up. <laughs> Jason Statham, star of the movie Crank. Great movie. Thank you. It was a great movie. I was involved in it. No, I wasn't involved with it. But there is a scene in that movie. What? What does he have to do? Oh, yeah. This is its too much to get it. Listen, just yeah, see we'll the get movie into it, later. it doesn't matter, but there's an important part in it. His heart has a bomb in it, and so he has to keep 
going. It's like speed, but the bus is inside of us all. And he has to keep going, and so he has to get his heart rate up. And what does he do, Rhea? I know you know the scene. I know the scene. What I don't want to say it. No, you should say it. He has sex with his girlfriend at a racetrack. Yes! So He's got to keep his heart rate up. In and public. So Amy Smart is like, I will volunteer. Um, and then they have sex. Weird sex on the dirt at a racetrack. Yeah, they have dirt sex. <laughs> so it's a great movie. So it's a feminist like film. Really, yeah, uh, super feminist. We like it because we're lesbians. And so it <laughs> yeah. really speaks to us. Because that's of course. a lot of what our lives are about. But St. Patrick's Day, yeah, a lot of this. They do one of these right in a racetrack. <laughs> but I lived in Boston for a bunch of years, and St. Patrick's Day is a huge deal there. And I had a roommate in college that had a secret. See, I was, like, secretly gay mm-hmm. in college, and I thought that was the biggest secret sure. in my dorm room. But then one day I went to my roommate's closet, And you know what was in there, Rhea? What? Tons of tiny wigs. Tiny wigs? Tiny wigs. I didn't even know because that was Because she was thing. an Irish step dancer. Oh. Competed internationally. And I don't know if you guys know this about, like, Irish... You know how they have the ponytails that are very curled? That is a lie. <laughs> it's just a tiny wig. Oh my god, I have a great image of, in my head of you like opening a closet, then opening the back of the closet, yeah. and it's just like a That's whole world of tiny wigs. And then specific wig grow lights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're all like, hello, Cameron, we've been waiting for you. We are very tiny wigs. That's terrible, because now I just imagined a wig with a face. Yeah. But like, it does not a human but face, hair. but it's got a hair yeah, mouth. Yeah, that's hair the mouth. worst thing I've ever thought of. Um, Probably looks like this. I don't like, yeah, no, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, yeah, but I was like, I was like, excuse me, but you better, well, I said this nice, but sure. For just, you know, because we're at a show right now, I was like, excuse me, but you better explain these wigs or you're out of here, you know. Because um, I always kick people off, they have too many wigs, it's like, of course. Are they paying the rent? I don't think so. <laughs> Get out of here. So, um, then she was like, oh, no, I'm just an Irish step dancer, and I compete internationally, but I don't like to talk about it because people are so weird about it sure. because they always, like, make me Irish step dance after they find out that I am an internationally right. ranked Irish step dancer. And I was like, I think you just said words out of your mouth, but <laughs> I stopped listening after internationally ranked Irish step dancer. Please give me a demonstration. <laughs> But she didn't dance for me then, but she did have one on St. Patrick's Day, and so I went to attend. I saw her perform at, like, a, a big um, bar, and I was walking around the bar, and a gentleman in a leprechaun outfit was following me through the bar, and he kept... I, at first, I couldn't tell what he was really saying, but um, he was saying, like, he was saying dyke. He was mm. following me around the bar, being like, you fucking dyke. You know, dyke? What are you doing, dyke? You dyke around? <laughs> Those leprechauns. Dude. Yeah, I mean, there's Such nothing... homophobes. It's so... You'd think, because of their proximity to rainbows, but... Yeah, um, of course. Super weird. Yeah. Not at all. So for he a was... second, I thought you were going to say, because of their proximity to vaginas, that they would be... Sure. They also use vaginas. Well, sure. Did you not know that? Sometimes just they do. Not all the time. Um... <laughs> 
So anyway. So he was walking around the bar. Yeah, he was following me. And I um, like heard what he said, and I turned around and like, kind of looked at him for a second, and he was still talking about it. I was walking through the bar. And he was following me like aggressively and closely and for a while. And so I just like came up with this plan. I was like, what I'm going to do is I'm not even going to acknowledge that he's saying this. I'm just going to turn around, and I'm going to punch him in the dick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sounds like a plan. Yeah. Because he fucking deserved it. He Absolutely. was harassing yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't usually lead f- with violence, but like... It's a leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Who cares? These bastards. Yeah. Trying to take our rainbows away. That's right. That is our flag, mister. Yeah, he was not a lucky charm that night. <laughs> <laughs> he was not a red balloon that night. He was not a purple horse that horseshoe. night. He was not yeah. a blue diamond that Clover. night. He's not a clo- Those are the marshmallows in Lucky Charms. My point is, um, I turn around to punch him in the dick, and I also am a lesbian, so I don't... I aimed incorrectly. I mean, where even are those? Because I forgot where the dick was. I aimed too far to the side. No. So I just turn around and punch a guy in the thigh. <laughs> and then I looked at him, and he said... Did you just try to punch me in the dick? And I said, yes. And let that be a lesson to you. That lesbians only know the anatomy of men via an operation game. Yes, exactly. I thought the dick went this way. Yeah. Like a fraction. Yeah, right. Balls over balls. Yeah. Equals dick. (laughs) So that was a great St. Patrick's Day. Um, Actually, it was terrible. You should not uh, do that to anybody. Um, uh, But anyway, it is weird to be here in LA because nobody celebrates at all. So for those of you that are here tonight and wondering what to do to really celebrate St. Patrick's Day for the rest of the night, I would say you can follow the traditions of my hometown, Chicago. Mm -hmm. And on your way out of the theater after the show... Pee on everything. <laughs> and if you can muster, puke on whatever you like. Yeah. A few dogs. Absolutely. The Celebrity Center. Puke on this. <laughs> whatever you feel like. Guys, that's Rio Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Awesome. Hey, uh, we're going to get... Now, this is a great show tonight. We got an awesome lineup. I'm super stoked about this uh, first gentleman. He's a pal of both of ours, and we love his stuff so much. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Brent Sullivan. You guys, give it up for Brent! Well, thanks, everyone. What do you say we keep it going? One more time. Cameron and Rio. Um, I'm, uh, I'm from Michigan. I don't know if anyone's... Yeah, there you go, a couple. Uh, in case you've never been, it is a garbage state in the Midwest. Uh, and I can summarize 22 years of experience in Michigan with one story. I was at a Chinese food restaurant as a kid, and I overheard the woman at the table next to me say to the waiter, what kind of Chinese restaurant doesn't have ranch dressing? Okay. <laughs> So just never go there as long as you live. Um, I've been seeing the same therapist for uh, three years now. Um, Trying to brag. Uh, 
But I decided to make small talk before our session recently, and I asked him what neighborhood in L.A. he lives in, and he told me, quote, I don't feel comfortable telling you that. <laughs> well, that's the new lowest point of my entire life. <laughs> that perhaps the man who knows me best in the world thinks I'm such a frothing lunatic, I can't be trusted with vague geographic information. If I've admitted to you that my first wet dream was to Bob Vila, the least you could say is downtown. <clears throat> I, uh, I was at a wedding recently at a, very, uh, at a very fancy hotel. There were four gay men at the wedding, myself included. I found out the next morning that three of them had a three-way. Yeah. Felt very left out of that. And one of the guys chosen for the three-way was in his 40s. And he had a ponytail, for fuck's sake. I remember, uh, like, the last, like, two weeks of my heterosexuality, like, right before I came out of the closet, like, the last two weeks, I just convinced myself I was really attracted to female bodybuilders, um, which is kind of adorable, really, if you think about it. Also because, like, it's a very tough sell for teenagers, because I remember I would be at, like, sleepovers with my friends, and they'd be like, man, Britney Spears, she's so hot. I'd be like, Phew. You guys don't even know Carol Shemansky, <laughs> the Latvian gladiator. <laughs> I would pull up a picture of like just this beast eating a fence. <laughs> I was like, she's perfect. <laughs> you, can, you can come out now. I woke up in the middle of the night the other night, and I went to the bathroom, uh, but I was very hungry. So on the way back, I put four Oreos in my mouth, and then I fell asleep on my back <laughs> before I finished chewing. <laughs> you might be wondering, how do you know you did this? How do you remember doing such a thing? Which would be a fair question. Oh, good, because I woke up around, now oh, four seconds later, <laughs> choking to death. <laughs> Just dying in my bed. It's weird. I feel like I've heard people talk about like the most dangerous place to be is at home because so many bad things can happen at home. And it's like, I get it. Because like, for instance, recently, I'm not trying to brag, guys, but uh, I masturbated. And I brought things to completion as I almost always do. And then when I got up, I masturbated lying down because I'm depressed. Uh, when I got up, I actually slipped in a pool of lotion that I had spilled fell down and slammed my head into the wall. Like, what if that's how I died? What if after 30 years on this planet, that is how I died? And I've thought about this a lot. I'm pretty sure the cops would have just lied to my parents. I would call my mom and been like, ma'am, I'm sorry to inform you, but uh, your son was murdered. Uh, this morning, we think sometime between 10 and 10.30, someone snuck into his apartment, pulled down his pants, and in trying to shuffle to safety, he came on himself and collapsed. Very sorry for your loss. She'd be like, yeah, it's fine. 
It's all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's uh, the temperature is a little bit better today. It's sort of been up and down. I was wearing like, for instance, <laughs> I was at the grocery store today, and I was wearing this T-shirt with a sweater over it. Uh, but it was really hot, so I took off my sweater. But I made that rookie mistake of not grounding my T-shirt to my jeans first. So I just took my shirt off in front of, you know, ten strangers. And the cashier actually stopped to say, are you okay? To which I responded with, who here wants to dance? Um... In Michigan, though, I, I did meet my favorite homophobe in the world in Michigan. His name is Fred Phelps. He was the minister of the Westboro Baptist Church, which is famous for, like, the God hates fags signs and everything. Uh, but I thought he was amazing because he came to my university senior year, and he protested my entire university because, and I'm not making this up, Elton John had been there once. That was the whole reason why he came. So I, was, I went to the counter-protest because uh, I was very excited to see him, and I got a little bored during the protest. So I started calling Fred Phelps a gay wad to his face, like assuming that was going to get a rise out of Fred Phelps. Like three or four iterations in, he actually dropped his sign. He looked me dead in the eyes, and he said, I'm not the gay wad, gay wad, greatest comeback of all time. It was so good that my dad, who was next to me, actually leaned in and said, he's got you there. So I guess he wins. Uh... All right, thanks, everyone. See you later. Brett Sullivan, you guys, let him hear it. Awesome. We're going to keep this show moving on. Uh, we've got a friend of the show coming up. He's a real great dude. He lives in Denver, and he's in town, and we love it when he stops by. You guys give it up for Troy. <laughs> Was I just on the jinx for a second there? What happened to me? I'm going to do that again. He lives in Denver. He's in town. Really glad to have him on the show. You guys, give a warm welcome to Troy Walker. What's up, guys? Round of applause for Rhea, huh? Glad to be here. Tell you a little bit about me. I, uh... Saw this story in the news recently that I think is the funniest thing that has happened all year. I don't know if you saw this. It was about a couple that went to a sperm bank to get a donor, right? Completely reasonable thing you would do. Makes sense. They both happened to be blonde-haired with blue eyes. They wanted a blonde-haired, blue-eyed baby that would look like both of them. Again, reasonable thing that you would do. Makes complete sense. Turns out, sperm bank fucked up. Black baby. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> But now they're, like, suing the sperm bank, right? Like, hey, what's this shit, right? <laughs> and uh, people are saying it's racist that they're suing the sperm bank. But I don't think it's racist that they're suing the sperm bank, you know? Because, like, think about it like an analogy, right? Let's say you spent a lot of time and effort and money researching what type of cell phone you wanted. And ultimately, you decided that you would like a white iPhone. But then, instead of a white iPhone, they gave you a black baby. <laughs> not what you wanted. I think like the one legit criticism, the one legit criticism is that apparently they did wait two years to sue the sperm bank. Like the kids like starting school and shit and they like finally got around to suing the sperm bank. But like even then in their defense, they're from Ohio. They don't know. 
Maybe they thought it was a phase. Maybe they spent two years waiting for the kid to grow into her birthmark. Oh, fuck you. That's great. Lighten up. Lighten up. Saw this other story uh, in the paper. Saw this other story. It was a... it was a statistical analysis, right? Like, everybody knows, like, the, uh, the phrase, women and children first, right? Like, if a boat sinks, women and children first, right? They did a study, and they collected a lot of data from shipwrecks over the years, and it turns out that that is not actually a thing. <laughs> turns out that when a boat actually sinks, guys are fucking assholes. <laughs> Which doesn't mean that the band wasn't playing as the Titanic sank. But it does mean that they were playing Move Bitch, Get Out the Way. (laughs) Might mean that. (laughs) I uh, got a new job recently, which I'm pretty happy about. Uh, Got a new job. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. Taught me a few things. A lot of things. Big boy job. Taught me a few things. Like, uh, I used to think that I could never have been a slave, you know? That would have, like, run away or made him kill me, something like that, right? But now that I work a corporate job, I know that I definitely would have been a slave. Like, I absolutely would have been a slave, no doubt in my mind, right? Because, like, I work with this guy who's always complaining about how he feels like the company is mistreating us. He's always like, dude, they can't do this shit. They can't just, like, fucking take our holiday pay away for no reason. We should say something about this. And I'm just like, don't you go start no Trevor's now here. <laughs> These financial folks is good peepers. It gives me lunch breaks and it lets me wear khakis. Even gets casual Fridays most weeks. Sound to me like some folk just don't know how goods they got it. And he's like, quit fucking around. Did you even read this email from Human Resources? And I'm like, don't let them know you can read. Not let them know that you can read. <laughs> I was giving my friend a ride home one night recently. We're getting kind of close to her apartment. She goes, hey, do me a favor. My apartment is just on the other side of this park. You can just let me out here, and I'll just walk through the park to my apartment. And I'm like, um, no. And she's like, no, really, it's fine. I have a lot of things in my mind, a lot of things that are bothering me, and a walk in the park always helps. The quiet really helps me clear my head. And I'm like, uh... Not when I'm the last person anybody saw you with, it doesn't. Because what am I supposed to say if something happens to her? What, I swear, detective, she was alive when I left her in the park at one of the fucking morning? Nobody's going to believe that. If I heard myself say that, my next thought would be, maybe I did kill her. I don't remember killing anybody. But I should probably stop talking. So I'm like telling her I'm not going to leave her in this park. And here's what she says. She goes, it's really sweet that you're worried about me, but I don't need you to take care of me. I go for walks all the time. I feel like taking a walk. You might as well just let me out here because if you take me all the way home, I'm just going to go for a walk after you drop me off. Yeah. And I'm like, um, here's how this is going to go down. I am going to take you home. I am going to watch you walk in your front door. You are going to wait 25 minutes for me to get home, at which point we will both call a neutral party. <laughs> And let them know that you got home alive. After that, you can go get murdered. I don't give a shit. It's not about you. It's about me. Let you out in the park. Might as well kill you in the car. (laughs) 
Probably not shocked after a joke like that to find out I have a little trouble with the ladies. I'm the worst. I'm the absolute worst. I don't think anybody has ever had less game than me on the face of the planet. Like, if I had a superpower, it would be being a platonic friend. Come on, like some Jedi strikeout shit. Just like, this is not the dick you're looking for. Like, fuck up anything. But I've come up with a great solution for my problem with the ladies, right? Come up with a great solution. I'm about to start exclusively dating hipster chicks. Exclusively hipsters. I know some of you are going, why would you do that? That's ridiculous. But this is actually brilliant. Think about this. What is the one thing that hipsters hate more than anything else? It's doing the same thing everybody else is doing. I'm something nobody else is doing. <laughs> Hipster girl doesn't have to actually like me. She could just fuck me ironically. <laughs> like my dick was a Thundercats t-shirt or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can admit, like, part of the problem is this, that I'm picky. I'm, like, very particular about who I go out with, you know? Like, uh, I was hanging out with this group of people one night recently, and at the end of the night, this girl goes, you know what? You should go out with my friend Dequita. And I was like, her name is what? <laughs> and she was like, Dequita? And I was like, mm, nah, I'm good. I'm really more of a Becky guy, personally. <laughs> Melissa's, Amber's, that's more me. This entire outfit came from the Gap. The fuck are me and Dequita gonna go do? <laughs> Are dipping us? Fuck out of here. And I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Thank you very much for listening to my jokes. Love the show. Cameron Esposito. Guys, let's hear it for Troy. Give it up for Troy. Oh, Troy was sitting next to me when, a, when the most amazing thing that has happened to me recently uh, happened, which is that we were in the airport in... Were we at the airport in Telluride? We must have been at the airport in Telluride. Uh, and uh, I dropped $200 on the ground because I'm very rich. Slash, that's all I made that weekend. <laughs> but I, t- I dropped like $200 in cash on the ground. And a, like an older gentleman that looked like he was going to bury me in his basement for sure. Like that kind of guy that I was, as he was approaching, I was like, you know, just, I'm going to let Troy handle this one. I'm going to hide behind the long side. Um, but this guy was like, excuse me, I believe one of you dropped some money. And I was like, I don't, wait a, wait a minute. And then he, I, and I said, well, how much is it? And he said, I'm not telling you. You tell me. I said, you're a crafty old man. <laughs> I believe it's $200 in cash. And he was like, that's what it is. And then he handed it to me and walked away. So that's a very honest person, and Troy was there to see it. Troy, uh, have you given up on human beings after seeing that, or do you think we have more time? Um, I've given up. You've given up? Yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) Just that one guy, he was our great hope. And he's not here. That's very cool. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, what was your day like? Um, I flew here from Nashville. Nashville? You flew in today? Great. Music City! How is, how are the, how, yeah, it's super, thank you for matching me in tone, yeah. I started talking like a goofball, and you're like, well, the only way to communicate back with her is to say, it's musical! And then just like, tip an invisible hat, and then like, shimmy, yeah, exactly, whatever you're doing with your legs is perfect. Um... The old sit-down hopscotch, I call it. Uh, 
How's Nash Vegas this time of year? Yeah? Oh, you saw me at Zanies in Nashville, and then you were like, this chick is so great. <laughs> we're going to fly to Los Angeles to see her again. Great choice. Let's hear it for that, gal. That, that show was actually very, very fun. I wasn't sure, um, because that particular club is like a little bit outside the city. It just like on the, I mean, from like downtown proper. So I just wasn't sure. Oh, yeah, right, with the, all the selling of the expensive boots and stuff. I, I get you. But, like, that neighborhood where that club is, is that a place people would ever hang out? Yeah, that's where we live. So sorry to talk about your neighborhood like this. It's in a desolate hellhole where they live. Tell the people your home address. No, um... I guess I just, like, it's strange because I got picked up in the night. I got picked up the night before in the middle of the night and then driven um, near to where the club was to stay. And it's always like, that happens a lot as a comic, but you just wake up to just like, the just, well, this is where I am. I can see a dollar store, so I know I'm eating nutty bars for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's hear it for that gal. Awesome, dudes. Hey, let's keep the show rolling. This next comic, he has been on the road. He said he's been, on, he's been gone for like a month. So he's so happy to be back in Los Angeles where he lives. Let's welcome him home with an extra big round of applause. Let's hear right now for Mr. Dave Stone. Get over, Dave. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's good to be back in Los Angeles. I uh, just returned last night from a... Uh, visit to my homeland of Georgia, the Napa Valley of Biscuits. It's, uh, a lot of biscuits in Georgia, guys. Had nine tastings last weekend. <laughs> Took the gravy tour, got a free t-shirt. It's pretty cool. The South is really just Amsterdam for fat people. It's just... You guys know you can eat fried chicken on a sidewalk cafe? It's just totally legal. <laughs> You can eat it. You just can't sell it. It's, uh, it's, uh, oh, I got a healthy dose of Southern hospitality when I was back home, which uh, you don't necessarily get here. Like, I, I love L.A. L.A.'s pretty friendly, but there's certain things you don't get here that you get in the South. For example, the courtesy wave. When I'm driving, I'm a very friendly driver around here, but nobody gives me the courtesy wave. When I'm like, go ahead, merge, do your thing, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. And the, <laughs> one second. You want the world to be a better place? One second. Boom. Courtesy wave. Thank you. That's all you got to do. In the South, it's the opposite. People are just waving for no reason. <laughs> just driving around all day. Hey, look, other people. Hey. Oh, my God. He's got a car, too. Hello. <laughs> in a parade or something. What are you waving at, weirdo? Leave me alone. Oh, man. I'm trying to get healthy. I just finished a 90-day raw vegan smoothie cleanse because the barbecue pancakes weren't getting it done. <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, it's true. 90 days, no solid food, nothing but smoothies. When I say smoothie, I don't mean like a fun strawberry, yogurt, banana. I was doing kale, celery, and dirty tap water for three months. <laughs> it was rough, but uh, I did lose 50 pounds. That's exciting. But uh, thank you, but stop it. Look, that's a suitcase off the Queen Mary, let's be honest. <laughs> I lost 50 pounds. I'm still fat. What the hell? <laughs> Got the diet of a model and the body of a trucker. I don't know what happened. Not read the pamphlet properly. 
I'm just so hungry all the time. I realized I had to make a change because, like, uh, my body was getting so fat that my brain was getting fat. I I was just thinking like a fat ass all the time. One day, a friend of mine whips out a banana. He starts eating a banana. First thing I said was, dude, you want a diet? He's like, no. I was like, ah, I forgot people voluntarily ate bananas. Have a hot dog, nerd. Come on. Live your life. Another red flag that I uh, had to make a change was when I chose chicken wings over sex. Uh, (laughs) That's a clue that your priorities are mixed up. Uh, A few months ago, Cincinnati, Ohio, doing a comedy show. Uh, Doesn't happen often, but uh, this particular night, young lady comes up after the show, starts laying down some vibes. I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Uh, Just so happened, just placed an order. And uh, sure enough, five minutes later, she's like, so you want to get out of here? I was like, nah. (laughs) You seem pretty cool. I got a dozen lemon pepper coming my way. Maybe next time I'm back in town. (laughs) My logic was like, well, I can have sex anytime. This may be the last meal I ever eat. So, in reality, the exact opposite was true. Uh, but like, like some guys, you know, when they have that epiphany of like, all right, I gotta, I gotta make a change. You know, they want to go to the gym, get in shape. They're basically doing it so they can, you know, possibly go out and have some sex. Uh, I had to lose a few pounds so I could physically have sex because a few months ago I had a heat stroke during sex. Yeah. Fellas, you ever dry heave with a boner? Anybody? No. You ever get sick during intercourse? It's a bittersweet experience right there. It was rough. Because, like, all right, when, so we all like sex, but when done properly, it's still a strenuous physical activity. And if you're out of shape, you got to prepare for that shit. All right? You can't be having sex on a whim if you're out of shape. you got to spot that coming a couple days in advance. you got to start stretching out. All right? You want to go ahead and get limbered up, hydrate, drink some fluids. You want to prepare. Because that's like if I just said, hey, dude, right now, stop what you're doing. Go outside and start chopping firewood for nine minutes. And most guys are like, I'm Johnny Swaggercock. I'm ready to knock that shit out in a moment's notice. I'll do that shit. I love chopping firewood. You get out there with your axe. You know, you got your wood. You know, if you're out of shape, you're going to start chopping that firewood. And at first, it's going to be great. But about two minutes in, you're going to start to slow down. You're going to start sweating. The wood's screaming at you to chop it harder. You know? ask you to choke it. You feel weird about that. Yeah, chopping wood's harder than I remember. This kind of sucks. I don't know. What happened to me, I was with my lady friend. We just enjoyed a nice dinner of fried chicken and original Coors. Uh, Chicken and beer. I know how to treat a woman. And uh, let's just say we went swimming a little too soon after dinner. All right? They teach you that growing up. Wait 30 minutes before you go swimming after a meal. Wait half an hour before you try to fuck somebody after some fried chicken. All right? I had crumbs all over my shirt. Next thing I know, we're having sex. Immediately, I'm getting the cold sweats. I'm getting nauseous. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to wrap this up in a hurry. So we finished the drill, or so she said. And uh, as soon as we were done, she nursed me back to health. Ugh, it was so emasculating. She whipped out like a cold pack from the freezer. She had a washcloth. She was a good sport about it. She's like, oh, it's okay, honey. Meanwhile, I'm doubled over like I just ran a marathon. 
just out of breath. First thing I said, sorry about that. Don't say that after sex. Sorry about that. Usually I apologize for my wiener. Tonight it's my tum-tum. Don't feel so good. Go get a bucket. Sex make Dave no feel good. Just rob me of all my confidence with women. I didn't have a lot of game before that. Now I have none. Once you experience something like that, you can't go to a bar and try to sweet-talk a young lady. just doesn't have the same effect, man. Just like, if this this goes where I think it's going to go, we should probably stop off for some Pedialyte and a first aid kit. (laughs) You're pretty attractive. Take you home barfing your hair. What do you say? (laughs) Guys, I'm Dave Stone. You've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Dave Stone, you guys. Let him hear it. Let's see. Our next comic is another friend. He has a special on Netflix. I don't know about you guys, but I personally love Netflix. A great relationship with it. I have had movies in my queue for three apartments. And one time I got in a bike accident. It was really bad. I flipped over the handlebars, landed right on my face, scraped it clean off. But I popped it back on. And then I realized I had two broken ribs after this accident. If you've ever broken ribs, there's, like, there's nothing that you can do for it. You just have to wait it out. You can't put anything around there. You just have to... So I spent so much time on the couch that I made it to the end of Netflix. <laughs> there's not a lot there. Some TED Talks about grass. <laughs> There's like tons of meth documentaries. <laughs> but now on Netflix, this next comedian, he has a special out uh, called Mating Season. Give it up for Shane Moss. All right. Thank you guys very much. What happened? I'll explain the crutches quick. Um, I told the whole story last time, so I'm not going to repeat the whole thing. But basically, all that happened, um, one day a while back, I, I broke both of my heels. One of them just cracked, and it was fine after just like a few months. It was a good break. Turns out that's a thing. And, um, and then the other one exploded and needed major surgery. I, I'm okay. I can like stand. I can almost walk. We're getting there. Um, and yeah, the worst part is I didn't really even get that great of a story out of it. It was just one day. I was out hiking. Then I jumped off of something that was a bit too high. Then I broke both my feet at the same time. Turns out that's the worst way to break both your feet is at the same time. But, um, yeah, I told the whole you can you can go back to the archives here, the whole thing. It's weird, because I tell the, I'll tell the story, like, I have a whole act about it, and then afterwards, people will come up, and they'll be like, did you really break both of your feet? Or is that just, like, a character that you do? It's like, one of your shticks? Well, that's a bold question to ask a person. Hey, cripple, you faking it? <laughs> Or people just knocking people out of wheelchairs. Look at him squirming around. Look how committed he is to that role. 
the weirdest thing about it all to me is that it was like I was in the best shape of my life. I was taking good care of myself, and that's when I hurt myself. I, I thought, uh, just to illustrate how ridiculous this is, I'd tell a story of a time that I didn't hurt myself and absolutely should have. I wanted to talk about the last time that I did acid, um, <laughs> which was about uh, 14 years ago or so, something like that, 13 years ago. Um, I was in Wisconsin, where I'm from, a small town in Wisconsin, and I got, um, I got a bunch of acid to like share and sell and uh, give to friends and stuff. And me and some friends, we decided to drop some acid and... Um, Basically, we just had we had like two hits each. If you aren't familiar, you usually have it's like a drop of liquid. You usually have like one drop to have a trip, or two to have like a really strong trip. To put that in perspective, the guy that invented acid, his name is Albert Hoffman. He is a chemist in like 1910, somewhere around there, and he spilt a little bit of acid on himself one day, uh, just a little bit on his skin. Had a goofy reaction. Started experimenting on rats. And uh, and then they were having this odd reaction, seemed like kind of positive, and he didn't know what was going on. And so one day, he just decided to put acid in his mouth. Because <laughs> that's how science worked back then? <laughs> they were like, what's this do? You're the scientist, you eat it. <laughs> And, uh, and he didn't know, like, what it did. And so he, he thought what he took, uh, he took what he thought would be, like, the minimum threshold of acid to have any kind of a feel, which he just assumed would be four little drops of stuff. And he tripped his balls off. He had a bicycle ride home. It's now called Bicycle Day. It's, like, uh, April 10th or something like that, people. Anyway, he went home. He saw, um, it said in his diary that he, he thought that his, um, Couch was eating him. You'll get that. Um, he, but he thought that um, his neighbor was a witch and that Albert Einstein was chasing him around the kitchen with a butcher's knife. And then he woke up the next day like, that was great! And acid was born. That's why we have acid. So on, on this day, I decided to take two hits of acid. That's half as much as it takes to see Albert Einstein chase you with a butcher's knife, because I'm a responsible person. And uh, we went to this um, bar, and you should never go to a bar. And you're tr Drunk people are the fucking worst when you're tripping. It just, like, makes you lose faith in humanity. And then, and also, if people find out that you're tripping, that's just a nightmare, because people are like, Ooh, is this weird when I do this with my hands? Is that crazy? And, uh, and it's awful, and it just ruins everything. And so we're at this bar, and, and we're trying to keep it on the down, though, that we just dropped. It hasn't kicked in yet. We just dropped as it hasn't kicked. We aren't sure what's going to happen. We don't know how powerful it is or anything. And uh, this guy walks in who is my acid dealer's dealer, like the guy that makes acid for all of Wisconsin. And he walks in. I knew him from high school. And I was like, oh, hey, Eric, what's up, man? And he comes over, and he goes, I'm a lizard! La, 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 la. Like, oh, fuck. This guy made the shit that I just put in my mouth, and he's a lizard. Which, first off, like, the whole... Like, 
one of the takeaways from doing hallucinogens, which I love mushrooms and a bunch of other stuff, is that, uh, you know, is to question everything. That's, you know, I know some of you are skeptical. You're like, question everything? Um, now you got it. But, um, but uh, you know, so it's okay. it's, there's nothing inherently wrong with asking yourself, am I a lizard, so long as immediately afterwards you're just like, nope, not a lizard. <laughs> Uh, am I a giraffe? Nope. Not a giraffe either. Am I a human? Uh, I guess I, what does it mean to be human? And then you jump down that rabbit hole for a while. That's how you have a good trip. Well, this poor fella got himself stuck in lizarddom. And uh, we had no idea what to do. And then, uh, and then he, uh, he opens up his jacket and he pulls out a vial of acid, which is like a hundred hits of acid, and he pulls it out, and there's a dropper uh, uh, full of acid, just a whole big dropper full of acid, and we're like, oh, uh, uh, what are you doing with, with that 30-year sentence in a open <laughs> bar? And, and he goes, I'm a lizard! La, 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 la. And then he sprayed acid on his lizard tongue. I don't know how many drops are in a spray of acid because that's a quantity of acid that no one's ever tried before this happened in front of my very eyes. He was already a lizard. <laughs> And then he dips back in. Just dips for a second. We're like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he just took acid and sprayed it all across our beers and then crawled out of the bar like a fucking lizard. <laughs> and then we were like, don't want to waste the beer. <laughs> Don't know how much is in there. We ate, uh, we drank the acid, and I'm, I had no idea how long the story would tell, and I'm about out of time. I'll skip right to the end. Um, we decided to drive up a mountain to see sunset about eight hours after this fact. I was still tripping quite hard. I was holding it together pretty well um, for a while. And then these guys in, in the back that were driving me nuts because they were screaming because they were in a car on acid and had a person on acid. It's reasonable to be frightened. But finally I got them to shut up and there's a straightaway and I thought I'd give them a scare. And so I just slammed on the gas and, um, and I, I'm flying down and there's like a hill and he didn't know what was over the hill. Well, there turned out there was a sign that said 25 or 15 mile an hour turn after that. I didn't see that. So they saw the sign, but they, they were screaming about it. I, they had already screamed Spirit Wolf already, so I wasn't paying any attention. Got up this incline at about 70 miles an hour and I was like, oh, fuck. That, there's nothing after that but like a sharp turn. I slammed on my brake. My car was already in the air. Um, and then I landed and, um, and somehow I was able to kind of turn around um, the turn a little bit and I almost got control of my car again. And then my car just started spinning and then it flew off of a cliff and then we landed in a farm, and all four tires just exploded, and both of the axles broke. 
like a fucking cartoon. And nobody got hurt. And then I broke both my fucking feet hiking, everybody. Thank you very much. And also, I'm so worried about that story. <laughs> I I really feel like I felt like it was happening to me. I as felt like he it was, was happening to it. me too. Yeah, like I was, I was like, in the car going, But also, I I do think that that's a really funny story to tell. I mean, obviously, that was his his punchline at the end as well. But I just mean like, I love that story. Like, I hey, crazy shit happened to me. I broke my foot. What are the fucking odds? Here's how I live the rest of my life. <laughs> kind of like, oh, I guess maybe the odds are ever approaching 100%. <laughs> yeah. I explode the things that are beneath me. <laughs> I can't even drive. One time we accidentally got on Mulholland Drive because my sister is a very funny adventurer who likes to tell you that she, to go do things and experience things that she's never done because she reads about them. Yeah. So she like, oh my God, there's this fantastic restaurant. And I'm like, I'm just in town for a night. I'd like to go to my favorite place. She's like, no, no, you can't go to your favorite place. You gotta go to this new place. And then like we get there and it's just, it's like, at, they're actually just like, we serve a dog shit. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. the worst. Did, Allison, have you been? I shouldn't probably have said her name. That's... Uh, <laughs> Her name is Allison Esposito. No, um, why did you do we'll that? Cut this from the podcast. Um, but the rest of you, get on it. <laughs> no, she uh, told me to go on Mulholland Drive. She's like, it's really fun. And I was like, Allison, I'm terrified of heights. She's like, no problem. And I was like, is it like a fast road? No. Does it go high? No, it does not go high. Is it on the precipice of anything? Zero precipices. None it's at just all. mostly David Lynch. Um, <laughs> and then we got up there, and I had to idle. Yeah. I couldn't get out of the car. I couldn't pull over the car, and I also could not use the gas. And if you've ever been on Mulholland Drive, it is only like 40-year-olds with tiny penises driving sports cars. Yes. Like, we're out of here! Like, they're going so... They're going one miles an hour yeah. and then I was in a large SUV which is what I accidentally drive because I bought it in Chicago moving out here didn't realize there's no weather um, so this is in like a large SUV going n- just two did negative amounts yeah. like it's yeah. like almost backwards because of the <laughs> incline um, so that story scared the shit out of me yeah it's very scary we had another scary experience happen this week oh yeah at our house it was, it was very scary yeah, because we're getting our house tested for mold. Because we live in a palace. It's really fancy. We live in a fancy palace. We grow our own medicine. Yeah, we're like, just like, get any of this medicine. Yeah, it, we're, we live in a palace, and we own it. Um, we yep. own it and several buildings around it, and we are very financially stable. We've got kids <laughs> that we're providing for um, yep. with money. Lots and lots we of We live money. in a shitty apartment. Yeah. And it's pretty bad. It's like nice. We like the it's area. So yeah. we're like, we'll live in this apartment because we love the area. Totally. Um, but we thought there was mold. And so our landlord had a mold ex- inspector come and he was, I would say, what, do you, what age do you think he was? 
56. Great age. Yeah. Oh, the, the, I don't know why I said great age. Great age. Great age. 56? Oh, I remember. Small penis, well, tiny yeah. car, driving fast on Mulholland Drive. Yeah, That's the old 56-year-old age. Uh, <laughs> but he was 56. He was in our apartment. And he was wearing a cowboy hat. He was wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> and, and I understand you might think that that's normal, but it is not. No. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing a cowboy hat, just a polo shirt. Just a polo shirt, polo a cowboy shirt. hat, Tucked cell phone in. on the belt. Yeah. Just a real incongruency. Just a human incongruency. Surreal. That tells me one thing, and then I don't know what this is related to that, and then wow, you know? It's a real urbane cowboy. Yes, you know he was I mean? an urbane cowboy. Um... <laughs> So, uh, he was walking through our apartment. And the funny thing about having anybody in your apartment is that... And They're especially, in your apartment. <laughs> yes, but especially, like, your landlord, it feels like your parents are there. Yes. But, like, worse parents who can kick you out of the place yes. that you... But also, like, parents that you pay. Like, so right. it's... And, it, and you start to think... You just you become suspicious of yourself. That, like, like just, we, like, you know, like, where are the drugs? Did we hide yeah, them? And we like, have, like, no drugs. It's and we're like, just, like, like did you buy drugs? And did we hide them? Like, you know, like, just... <laughs> You know, it's just, as though the TSA is walking through your house. It is like the TSA is walking through your house and scanning it. You just assume that like every your underwear is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you don't know where anything is. Um, but we thought we had hidden everything that would be. Although we, there's nothing to hide. Yeah, we don't. We did do a quick check, and except we forgot that we have a new. We have a. <laughs> guys, we're lesbians, and so we have. <laughs> Art that is a naked woman. On yeah, our but it's very subtle. It's I mean, I, mean what, I don't know. It's tasteful. Uh, she she bought it. Way. I did buy it. I think my sister bought it. Yeah, I think so. Um, but cool. it's a naked sister. woman. She's facing away, and then she's got the Chicago subway map on her back as a tattoo. And she's wearing very fucking artsy underwear that is the Chicago flag. Yeah, she's she has very fucking artsy. On. We have it in our apartment for the art. It's for the art. But uh, this guy who's in our apartment, he walks in through the room where that is hanging, and he, he has already met both of us, and he turns, he points to it, and he goes, is that one of you? And then he just keeps walking. <laughs> is that one of you? I like that art. Is that one of you? I like it. Keeps walking. Is that one of you? Let's so guess? now he's in our bedroom. Yeah, he's in our bedroom now. now. Now that is, now he's in our bedroom. And also, I, I mean, um... You guys haven't seen this art, but I will tell you, if you have eyes in your face, it is not us. There's no chance it's us. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely not you. It's definitely not definitely me. Definitely not you. <laughs> Maybe it's me. Maybe but, that's um, I, but no. No. Yeah, no. I don't think so. I mean, like, in a, like, something terrible has happened if this is a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look great, but, like, this is, a, this is an imagined drawing from somebody's brain of, like, how good could women look? <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, if that's me, then I, I, then I don't, I, I, then all the mirrors in our apartment do not work. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a self-portrait of me. It's, <laughs> could you tell it's me? <laughs> you know, like, it's... Here's my subway map. Yeah. <laughs> that's the creepiest thing you could ask somebody. It was so creepy. Is that one of you? <laughs> Why do you need to know, sir? <sighs> I did not feel good about it. No, me neither. Um, how do we end this? I don't know. Something about mold. I guess, yeah, no, I was going to say that I think that the way to go is, so that's the closest I've been to doing nudity on camera. 
was when the cowboy hat guy that was testing for mold thought I was a naked painting. <laughs> but it wasn't me. And ooh, this is interesting because we're rewatching the L word, obviously. <laughs> we do it every year. It's sort of a pilgrimage. Yeah, it's like an annual. <laughs> yeah, and it's on Netflix right now, but that doesn't matter. We've got it on DVD. Yeah, we have it in so many formats. We've also got the digital files. Yeah, I have we've it on got the Viewmaster. beer Master. Yeah, we've got uh, the coffee table book, <laughs> and it's all up here. Yeah, you know, we can just describe it to each other. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're rewatching the L Word, and we're remembering that like, I don't, who here has seen this television show? It's about um, oh my god, not cool. enough of you. That's crazy. You guys watch it. You should see it. Great sexual scenes. Sexual. <laughs> Great sexual scenes. Yeah, <laughs> that's how people talk. But. Um, it's a great show, and uh, what is amazing about it is that in the opening credits, one of the actors is topless. She's topless in the opening credits of the show that play every week. She's topless in... Think about every other opening credits you've ever seen. Like, it's usually, like, really fast-moving Washington, D.C. cars. Sure, yeah. Or, like, maybe they're in prison. Like, but it's not... Yeah. No, there's... Oh, I'm at a bar. You know, like, yeah. there's never, it's not, anyway, here's the friend. You know, like, there's no, here's nobody Seattle. is ever, yeah, I'm on the radio. Nobody's ever topless in the credits. Yeah. And I can't, I just, I, I'm rewatching it now as an actor. And I want to just send a shout out to her. Yeah. Girl, that's some seriously vulnerable shit. It's serious. And also what's weird is that mold guy walked by and was like, was that one of you? Yeah. <laughs> We were watching the L word while he was over. We, we disguised everything else, but we were like, ah, leave the sex on. Um, <laughs> okay, awesome. Maria, do you want to bring up this last person together? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I don't know how we would even do that. I have no so idea. you should just say her name. Guys, a friend of the show. We love her so much, and you're going to love her. Let's hear it right now for Jackie Cation. That works. <laughs> I have to discuss this outfit. <laughs> I bought this shirt in Austin, Texas. It is an Austin, Texas shirt, my friends. And I bought it because I had these shoes. And these are moccasins. And I've wanted them since I was little. So I have three new bits. They're all vaguely weird. Let's try them. Or let's, let's try as many as we are allowed with the time allotment, what the market can bear. Here we go. <laughs> So I was recently in Texas, and I was reminded that people love guns. I love guns. Guns are great. I don't know if you've ever shot a gun. Super fun. Uh, they make a loud noise. They rip a hole in the paper. Moments of family fun. And uh, good times. And uh, I uh, should always use a fake gun, because I am not a gazelle. And uh, I would almost immediately eat a bullet. And uh, there's no... There's no, um, it's not good. And uh, so, but I love to shoot uh, things and I have rage. Uh, so fake guns, really the way to go. And, uh, but so I get it. I totally get it. And in Texas, in many states, people want to carry them. They want to carry them out. They want to just like fucking low ride. Boom. I'm, I'm wearing a gun. Or they want to sneaky Pete hide a gun. 
like James Bond, right? Like Sneaky Pete, I kind of want to just have a gun. And I get it. I get it all. I totally get it. You know why I get it? Here's why I get it. I have two friends, not just one, two, two friends who collect swords. Swords. Double like full-on broadsword, katanas, and how much do they want to fucking wear that sword out? How much? And they just want to say it's for protection. No, it is not, my friend. You know what it is? It's a melee weapon. And, uh, and uh, what I say is that you want to wear it out because it's fucking cool. That's why you want to wear it out. That's the first reason I know why the gun thing. That's why. That's why. Now, here's the second reason. Much more personal to me. I received these moccasins for Christmas. They're the only thing I'm allowed to wear out in what I like to call my Hunger Games kit. (laughs) My husband is a game designer and encourages all things ridiculous. I love him uh, to the power of the sun uh, because he bought me a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Youth bow. Real arrows. <laughs> quiver. How much do I want to fucking carry my bow, arrow, and quiver around with me? I do. But here's the thing. All of us should not be armed. I shouldn't have my bow. Lee Bennett should not carry his sword. And your gun should be at home. So, uh, and here's the thing. I love, uh, I love the gun thing. I don't come from gun people. I, uh, I come from runners. We're runners. Uh, we don't, uh, we're not fighters. Uh, one of the first things I was taught was if there is a fight, you run. You get out. If you can get a shot in before, do it. But do not be a hero. Uh, as my father likes to say, I'd rather be called a coward than an idiot. And, uh, and yet, anyway, uh, so, but the thing is, uh, he is, uh, he never, he was never a gun guy. He's a guy that is a button pusher. He wants to, to irritate you to the point just shy of you punching him in the face. Now, here's the thing about that. That is a learned line. So that means my father has been punched in the face. Uh, yeah, nine years old, I come out to breakfast. My dad has a big fat eye and a, and a fat lip and a black eye. And I was like, what happened? What happened? He goes, I won the argument. And... <laughs> Yep, got in a fight with Frank Pulaski, he punched me, I fell down, he started kicking me. And I said, he kicked you when you were down, that's not okay. And he goes, no, no, that's what you do. That's what you do when someone's down, you kick him. <laughs> so even when he's on the wrong side of the terrible advice, he's like, no, no, that was the correct thing for him to do. Because I would have gotten up and kept hitting him. I would have hit him back. You gotta kick him when they're down, because then they don't get up. Anyway, so... My father, also a gambler, not good at it because no one is. Now, uh, internalize that. That's a PSA. There you go. Uh, so, uh, especially if you have six kids. Now, uh, here's what happened. One day, I'm 11, he comes home, and he says, I just got in this really cool poker game, but you have to have a gun to be in the game because there's so much money, people are going to steal the game. People are going to rob the game. And I said, wow. And I'm 11. And he goes, so I bought a gun. You want to see it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm 11. Uh, children love guns children love guns they shoot themselves and each other all the time a lot of people a lot of people think it's too soon for that joke but it happens every day so uh, can't be too soon Uh, lock up your fucking guns okay so uh, but here's the thing is so he takes me out to the car he opens the trunk he opens the jewelry box inside the jewelry box are two derringers tiny pearl handled double barreled 
oranges. Uh, and I asked, uh, they look like keychains. And so I asked him the three questions you might be thinking yourself. One, are they real? And he goes, yeah, yeah, they're real. But you can't shoot them. They're collector's items. Uh, they lose half their value if you shoot them. <laughs> Two, uh, do they count in the game as a gun? And he goes, yeah, yeah, they made fun of me, but they count, they count. Three, the most important question, what happens if somebody robs the game? What are you going to do, whip it at them? And my dad, and this sums my father up, because my dad actually said out loud to me when I was 11, why do I have to shoot anybody? Everybody else has a gun. What I wish is that everyone had shown up to that gun, to that game, with a novelty gun. Oh, I thought we were, this is a caulking gun. Is that not what you meant? This is, uh, this is a t-shirt gun. This is a staple gun. Uh, different guns would have been hilarious to me. Now, uh, that is one bit. It doesn't have an end. Second bit. Second bit. Here we are. <laughs> These are going to be great bits. They'll be on my next album coming out in two years. Okay, so when they will be tight and more punchlines. Now, second bit, here it is. Uh, my favorite thing that has happened in the last couple of months here in Los Angeles, California, three different women, a woman I knew, an acquaintance, and a stranger at a coffee shop, three women, mid to late 40s, right? But not this mid to late 40s, right? This mid to late 40s where they're doing core work and their sit-ups and, and uh, they're sad when they eat pasta for days. And uh, this, this has been eating sandwiches for 25 years and is fine, and if it lasts the night, that's a win. So... But three 47-year-old women, let's say, have said out loud in my hearing, why is it so hard for me to have a baby? Now, that is a, uh, the short answer, of course, science. Long answer, also science. But let's go there. Let's talk about it, because here's something you may not know. First of all, these women, core work, pasta, anger, right? They deserve their bodies to work forever, right? They've sacrificed things. This, whatever. Anyway, but they, but I don't, if you are not 47 years old, you should know in your heart that when you are 47 as a woman, that's when you're ready to have a baby. You've got it together. You're ready financially. You're ready emotionally. You are much like many men ready to stack some child up on a chair and tell them your successes. So there are reasons to have children when you're 47. I myself have never wanted a child. I've never, um, the youngest is six. My mother was 16 when she started having us, 26 when she had me, died when she was 33 of exhaustion, no doubt. Uh, 33, by the way, age of Christ when she died. Coincidence? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She wasn't great. Now, uh, I have a lot of sympathy, but she wasn't great. So, uh, but here's the thing, is I never wanted kids when I was a, you remember, you ever meet like a three, when I was three or four years old, you've ever see a little girl who's about three or four years old who pad, pad, pads around and they're like, I want a baby. I want a baby, three or four years old. And you're like, and I remember being three or four years old around those little girls going, you're a baby. You can't have a baby. We're babies. <laughs> But with these little girls, you have to get them a fucking doll. You have to get them a baby. When I was four years old, I didn't want a baby. I wanted a Bowie knife and the ticket the fuck out of Wisconsin. Anyway, so, but, 
So I never wanted kids. About 10 years ago, I meet my husband. I fall in love. I have a visceral, genetic reaction of, because this doesn't need to be replicated. The jackass gene runs true through all of my brother's kids. It's unnecessary that this continue. But uh, so uh, what happens is, is uh, but I want, I want a little tiny Andy Ashcraft. I was like, yes, I need one of those. Well, it's not going to happen. I have like four eggs left. They've been marinating in extra chromosomes and Down syndrome. He has been sitting on his balls and his cell phone for a dozen years. So we are not what Jurassic Park was thinking when they said life finds a way. So instead we've made peace with it, though, and we've decided uh, we're going to go to Paris because we can. Okay, thanks a lot, you guys. We are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's have a real butcher one more time. Have a great rest of your night. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.